nurture and support begins in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nurture and Support. I'm Kelly Tool at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Mel at Karmic9 on Twitter and the Instagrams. Which will you know, will date our recording of this, but it was a dark day for the Instagrams today. It was down for a while, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that trending on Twitter. Um, I I checked in on Instagram, but I I don't really post anything. I just go heart everybody else's stuff. So I didn't have a problem. Well, I'm so glad you're back, Mel. <laughs> it's been so hard. I have to do recommendation shows with Mike. I need help. <laughs> let's, let's fix your internet. But I'm glad, uh, you're, glad you're back today. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. My internet won't get fixed till I move, which we do have the place up for sale. So if someone oh. wants to come um, dump a lot of money on us, we'll leave <laughs> happily. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, you and Mike do great. It, uh, there are moments. <laughs> there are scary moments, too, but... It's fun. So we're, we'll, uh, for the, the folks wanting nurture and support is a going concern. We will just continue to work through some technical issues here and there. And when we can record some, we will. And uh, so that's the way it's going to go. Do you care to start off uh, this week, Mel? Sure. Since I've been gone for so long, I guess I'll, I'll go first. Um, I know y'all have been holding your breath to get one of my book recommendations again. So at least it's not cellos. Um, so this this episode, I'm going to tell you about a book series, actually, that I read quite a while ago, and um, I'm pretty sure I never talked about it. So if I did, you're going to hear about it again, but I'm pretty sure that I didn't. It is a book series called Villains by V.E. Schwab. Well, that's a pen name of her actual name, which is Victoria Schwab, and it's S-C-H-W-A-B. She's got a ton of books out, probably... If you read in the YA fantasy genre, um, you'll probably recognize her name for her Shades of Magic series. This is her first adult book series. It's a little, it's a little dark, so I kind of feel like it's, it was right up my alley, and y'all will like it. It's got two books in it right now. But she said earlier this year that there's going to be a third book, which I will pre-order the instant it becomes available. So the series is called Villains. The two books in it right now, the first one is called Vicious. The second book is Vengeful. And given the plethora of superhero movies and TV shows and everything else that's out there right now, I think... Some people might really, really be looking forward to a series like this where we have a couple of guys who are super smart. They meet in college. They're from very different backgrounds. And they figure out how to make themselves sort of superheroes. Only neither of them are really superhero material. So you kind of end up with two villains. This is one of my classic anti-hero stories that I just really seem to be drawn to and I really love. So our two characters, our two main characters, we have Eli, who once he becomes a superhero type person, changes his name to Eli Ever. And then our other character is Victor Vale. 
And most of the story is told basically from Victor's point of view. Victor is the anti-hero that we all love in this series. So they have very different superhero abilities and they live in a world much like ours. So it's not, um, it, it's contemporary. There are cell phones and all of that kind of stuff. So um, Victor ends up in prison at some point and he breaks out of prison and they are arch nemesises now after having been best friends in college and figuring out how to give themselves these extraordinary abilities. So that's where the names come from, Vicious and Vengeful of the two books, is Victor is out for revenge for how he ended up in prison and all the things that he's had to do. I don't want to give the story away because it's really, really awesome, and I think that y'all would like it. Um, I think you would actually like it, Kelly. It's really fun um, and very anti-hero. Very, uh, Victor is, let's see, how to put it without giving too much away. One of Victor's big quirks that I just love about him is he's into blackout poetry. His parents are motivational speakers and he hates everything about the motivational speaker lifestyle. And one of his favorite hobbies and it's more like a compulsion, is to get their books. And he checks them out from the library at school. And he goes through with a big old Sharpie. And he blocks out words most of the page until he's, you know, got a new statement that he really likes. So this is something that he consistently does throughout both books, actually. And it's, it's one of the things I just really love about him because he's really kind of a jerk. But he is our anti-hero hero of the story but as it all goes on you get a lot of backstory about um Eli and Victor Eli's father was a pastor and Eli turns out to be more of the bad guy most of the time than Victor but things get murky as they do in these sorts of books so I just really I really loved it it was a twist on um the superhero genre I'm I'm a little kind of tired of all the superhero stuff floating around personally. So this was kind of a a, a fresh jolt in that world for me. The first book actually came out years ago in 2013. Um, The second book came out uh, last year. So and the third book, who knows when it's going to come out, but um, they are working on it. But it's really cool. You've got you've got really cool powers. Like some people can bring people back from the dead. Some people can electrocute people. Some people heal instantly. Um, You've got a big, kind of a big range of what people can do. But one of the neat things in this series is that usually the people that have this, one of these extraordinary abilities, it's just one thing that they can do. You don't get anybody with like, Superman type powers that can just do all of these amazing things. They've got one trick and it depends on how good they are at that trick at how successful they're going to be. And it's a different trick for um, Eli and Victor. Yes. Yes. Um, You will find out. Well, I think a lot of the blurbs out there kind of give it away. So I'll tell you how they figure out to give themselves these powers. Basically near death experiences. So the method in which you almost die or 
Well, it's not quite the method. The method plus kind of your last thought as you're dying is what determines what your power is going to be. And they go about some pretty creative ways of creating themselves. So that's part of the charm is okay. finding out how they um, do what they do. And I'm not going to tell you what which power either of them have. So you can read the books to find out. But this is something that I think would be actually a great um, TV show or actually even an animated one. It would be great. It's uh, got a lot of... Not not too much, but there's some horror, body type horror in it, just because of the nature of some of the powers and, well, how they get powers. So it's um it's a lot of fun. Very anti-hero-ish. No one, no one is a good guy. There are no good people. Everybody's flawed. And those are the most interesting stories because people are more relatable that way. None of us are perfect. And um, you slowly get to decide who is the better person over the course of the series. So I can't wait till book three to find out how the rest of it goes. But you shouldn't be worried. Um, each one of these books ends in a way that that could be the end of the story. So there, there are five years between book one and book two. So each book kind of ends in a place where you would be okay if that was the end of it. But I'm really happy to find out that there's going to be more because Victor Vale is one of my favorite anti-heroes I have to say and there's also a dog in the story which is what makes everything better this dog is slightly undead oh, <laughs> so, slightly slightly he's, oh, interesting. he's he's maybe died a few times so um I thought, yeah. that, was a, I thought that was a cat thing <laughs> yeah no this is a very special dog and um he has a very special friend so and there's a computer hacker it's got a whole cast of characters that are just really cool um, I really like V.E. Schwab's um, stories that she tells. So I've got her whole other series in my to-be-read pile. I haven't read it yet, but that one has won all sorts of all sorts of stuff. I've heard about that series forever, but I had to pick this series as the first thing I read of hers because anti-heroes. <laughs> so it was great. I really, really recommend it. So. The series is called Villains by V.E. Schwab. Book one is Vicious. Book two is Vengeful. I think book three might be Victorious, but that could change. Anyway, it's a great series. Anti-heroes everywhere. I think you'll like it, and I hope everybody reads it. And Vengeful won a good a Goodreads Choice Award last oh. year. So I'm not the only person that loved it. That yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... I'm very interested. That sounds, it sounds great. I, I do have a series of comments and questions for you, though. Uh, so comment. Uh, Blackout Poetry is a great band name. So that's, that's cool. I was going to yeah. thank you for explaining what it was because I was like, what? <laughs> is that, do you just do poetry till you black out? <laughs> it's like, that sounds. Uh, when, that, that, wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't take me very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. So that was a good thing there. Um, and gosh, I had a, I had a question for you. Um, so if if you were to combine so they 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 go to a near death experience so they kind of come up with creative ways so this would not be obviously one in the book but so if you were going to take their path to get super powers we don't we don't know what your that last thought would be but what do you think what would be your kind of undoing uh mechanism to to unleash this power you know um 
there's the more realistic answer, which I think they actually try in the in the book. They actually have to give it a try a couple of times. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, I, I think if I knew this was my goal, this was what I was trying to go for, I don't know. I might jump off a building, a really tall building, not a short building. But, you know, and get, get, get to fly. Maybe then you could have your last thought of flying if you're not looking at the ground. Maybe then you could fly. Everybody wants to fly. That's good. Yeah, I think I think I do something because uh, I really think it's underutilized. The large piano on a on a crane that falls down from. I think that'd be the way I'd go because I think it would be super interesting to see how that becomes a superpower. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's really it's very interesting. I mean, I I just liked it because you have your classic best friends to um enemies <laughs> kind of story yeah. going on, good. and you know, e- Eli. Being, it, it just hit a lot of buttons for me. Eli is your pastor's son. Everybody thinks he's wonderful. Victor is the one that everybody would probably vote the most likely to actually kill you. Okay. And when all is said is done, Victor, Victor actually has a moral compass, whereas Eli is not so much. Ah. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. And I just really, really love that series. And I'm surprised I didn't talk about it before, but I must have gotten sidetracked because I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about it. Nope, I do not recall this conversation. I mean, that's not that's not like rock solid, you know. Given my memory, we I guess we could have, but I, I'm fairly confident this is new information because I would have. There are a couple nuances to the story that would have stuck with me. So, uh, and particularly the the idea of something where I truly get motivated to say, "Yeah, I'm going to get that and read that" because I'm I'm not a, as big a reader as Mel. So, this sounds super cool. Yeah. I enjoyed so, it. So I, I kicked the show off by mentioning how happy I was. You were, we were able to find a way to kind of connect and do this again. Um, I'm going to, so I'm going to, I guess, break a, a rule we shouldn't break between Squat Cobbler and Nurture and Support. And I'm going to actually repeat, although I think Mike did it once. I'm going to repeat a recommendation uh, because I did this recommendation recently um, on a Squat Cobbler, but Mike was moved, Mike has moved too. He's bought a, a, a new place. And he was between internet connections. And so we did the recording of it on his phone. Uh, and apparently he was in the bottom of a well <laughs> and there was foil across the top of it. And it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough listen. And so I think what I talked about, some of it made its way out, but uh, I don't think it gave it justice. And plus this was something that I really wanted to recommend with you because we've talked about this a lot. And that's okay. gonna be 3D printing and my Creality uh-huh. 10s uh 3d printer that i have cool so this is so it's not dirt cheap kids uh it is it does come in under 500 dollars uh by a little uh but uh it's not like these thousands of dollars versions of 3d printers that were around a couple years ago its bed is 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters uh as far as the, the the length and width and then the height is 12 centimeters so you can you can print a pretty substantial item on this. And there's actually a, a, a 10S Max or a, a large or that that actually has a bigger bed and, and type thing. You could print even more on it from there. But it has been a, a great adventure. I have still much, much to learn. But we, we have waxed often uh, in past uh, nurturing sports around needing a 3D printer. And it is, um, it's, been a, it's been a great thing to kind of add, uh, add to my, my list of toys here. Yeah, uh, it was it was fascinating. So and I have to, you know, painful. This is painful for me, but I have to give special thanks to both Sean Schick <laughs> and and Matt Shivers 
because they both had this model. They had been doing some prints for a while. That was what really got me fired up to said, well, they've got one. I need one. <laughs> and, and they, Sean helped me when I got it initially set up. I was just, just wasn't quite there. And he was nice enough to come over one evening and help me get the last little bit squared away. And he's been a great resource. Matt's been a great resource. And uh, so, they, so oh, I did want to give thanks to both of them. But it's, it's pretty cool because you've got the actual, you assemble it. It's not too bad in terms of assembly. Although, and I mentioned this to, to, to Mike on the other one, the, uh, so part of it is there's a control unit, and on top of the control unit, there's an arm with a that the spool that the, the spool of filament hangs off on. So think about it almost like a toilet paper roll. There's an arm and then a tube that comes out from the side. And there were four pages of illustrated instructions on how you took that tube, stuck it through the hole, with the nut on the other side to tighten it up, and then attach it. And then the next page is dedicated to, and here are the 47 connections you need to make to make this work electronically, <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> And so YouTube is our friend. Mm -hmm. And so there are a ton of uh, Creality setup videos out there. And one guy did a, an outstanding one. And if I find a link, I'll, I'll shoot it to Mel so she can maybe include it in the blog post. That uh, he, he, he was my hero because he just he did a great job filming it step by step. I was able to get everything kind of set up. So you get, the, you get the machinery set up, the control unit and the bed and and, and all of that. And then you've got to get to kind of the software side of the equation. You print from an SD card and you put on the 3D model that's been sliced uh, to the, so that the printer knows how to read it. And so the, the slicing software, uh, I use Cura, C-U-R-A. It's free, very, very easy to use. And that's, you bring in a 3D model and you have tons of options on how thin you're making the layers, how much, so like if you were printing like a bowling ball, you don't actually print a solid bowling ball because I would use a ton of filament to do it. So the interior is almost like a honeycomb. And you have the ability to set how, how big is that honeycomb, how tight it is, depending how much structural integrity you need, uh, how quick you want the print to go. And so Cure is a great piece of free software to do that. And then, of course, you've got to start the day with getting 3D models. And then there's these wonderful sites like Thingiverse that is just got a gazillion 3D models out there from... You know, I want to print a bowl. There'll be a, there'll be a tons of different kinds of options for bowls. You want to you want to print something from the Avengers, the Avengers A, or something like that. Thor's hammer. Tons of things out there. Star Wars, of course. Every vehicle possible. Tons of Darth Vader things, and uh, you can pull all those down for free. So you can get just tons of really well done ones. Bring it into your slicing software. Get it ready for your printer. Load it onto your printer and and let her rip. Uh, so all of that's really cool. So the recommendations, I really do like the the Creality uh, 10S. Kind of adjacent recommendations is Cura's really good slicing software. Thingiverse is a great source for 3D models. And then there's Tinkercad, which is, again, free, my favorite, uh, 3D, um, kind of a 3D CAD package. And it's entirely browser-based. So Cura is a download. Uh, Thingiverse is a site. But uh, Tinkercad's a browser-based interface uh, where you do 3D modeling and take different, you know, and you, so you start to have to break things down to say, well, a bat wing is really a series of triangles and then some semicircles cut out of it and all that. And you just kind of basically add and subtract different pieces until you get the whatever you're looking to create. And mm -hmm. so um, it's, uh, so I've had to learn a lot of new things. <laughs> I had to learn how to do a little bit of 3D modeling. I've had to I'm nowhere close to knowing all the power of Cura in terms of the, there's all sorts of settings that you can, can do on it in terms of what I have learned is that first layer 
is the most critical layer for a 3D print. It's where you get the adhesion to the bed. And if that goes great, things may work out very well for you. If that's a little funky, disaster's likely to ensue. Uh, but you can change the speed of the printer to say, hey, on that first layer, take your time. Do that one a little bit slower uh, and maybe do it that layer a little bit thicker. And then you can change it back over to say, no, the remainder of the layers go a little bit faster and those types of things to do it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, through poor, poor judgment uh, of the leadership team where I work, uh, I've, I've been allowed to do a weekly podcast at work, which <laughs> totally freaks out the very super small Venn diagram of people who listen to either Nurture Support or Squat Cobbler and my work podcast because they go, Apparently, I have a podcast voice. I didn't know that. <laughs> but they go, when I hear your podcast voice at work, I get scared. Because <laughs> I'm like, what's he going to say? <laughs> Is Mike going to show up? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I, to thank people for being on it, I started to create little uh, tokens with the name of the podcast on it. So I went into the 3D modeling software, created a cylinder, squished it down, made it really flat, put a ring around the outside to kind of give it a, a lip or an edge, and then did some raised lettering in the middle. And so I'm just knocking a couple of those off every once in a while to have those in hand to kind of give out as a thank you. So mm -hmm. I think we'll play around at some point and there'll be some sort of nurture and support equivalent uh, of that as well. But uh, I haven't gotten back to it yet. But I, I highly recommend um, it is this nice combination of a, a fairly friendly price point for a lot of power. There are certainly higher end, better uh, 3D printers out there if you want to do like multiple colors with a print. Typically, you'd want to have a couple, a couple of the extruder heads to do that. There are 3D printers out there that have multiple extruder heads. Um, this doesn't. This is one. So if you're changing colors, you're stopping it, putting in the new filament, and doing all that. But it can do a lot, and I've had a, a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more things. That's cool. Um, you know that that software that I I talked about a long time ago, Sculptress. Yes. Is a digital digital sculpting thing. You could, and I, well, last time I looked at it, it was still free. I think it, it was, it had a version that was free. I think Sculptress was the free one. Um, so you could sculpt things too. Yeah, that, um, that's been on my mind because as I got going on it, I had re remembered that recommendation because that, that will, um, that's a different kind of creation. And that I think would give you a lot more flexibility than trying to kind of create uh, what you can do in sculpting versus a series of geometric shapes. Yeah, it, it, it's going to work a little bit differently, more organically than um, than CAD, and it might be easier for you to understand. Um, I'm not a good CAD person type person, so. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not either. I, I've watched a lot of the videos where the guys, hey, let me show you how you can do this, and yeah. and it was kind of like calculus for me when I was in college. Is that? Yeah. When they draw it up on the board, it all makes perfect sense. And then I step away and say, okay, no, I'm going to do it. Like, ah, I don't have no idea. <laughs> so, so yeah, I definitely want to, I definitely want to get into, to check that out too and do, do a print based off of something created in that. So that's, that's on the short list to, to get installed or if it's browser based to try it out. And uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. It, it was a cool piece of software. I liked it. I haven't messed with it a lot since my <laughs> no internet days, there was really no point, but yeah, so this is a, yeah, you said it. It's a filament printer, not one of the resin 3D printers, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. filament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I'm, and tons to learn there, too, because PLA, which I can't, can't exactly tell you what that stands for, but it's actually an organic base, like a corn-based plastic that ultimately, if you print something in PLA and leave it out in the weather a long time, it's going to degrade. 
uh, pretty significantly. Um, ABS is a another kind of filament uh, that I can also print on. PLA, uh, the worst you get is kind of a warm plastic smell. ABS is um, uh, gives you a little different. Uh, it's it's a little more toxic, <laughs> so it's like highly ventilated is the recommendation for printing with ABS. So it's smellier. It's a little harder to print with because you've got to maintain heat uh, to to a, a little more heat sensitive than um, than uh, PLA. All of it you've got to kind of be paying attention, but it's just the bar gets raised with it. So uh, yeah. there's carbon fiber filament. There's just there's filament that is actually uh, part sawdust, so that when you're done, you can sand it and stain it. And so cool. that that would be cool. And of course, everybody gets that. The first thing they do is they print a group because that's what you would do if you had. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, is what you do. Uh, so I, I'm going to need to get that sometime and print my group. But uh, uh, looking forward to that. But yeah, it's been been fun to do, uh, fun to play with a little bit. Tons yeah. of things to learn. Yeah, so that's cool. So that that printer can handle all those different types of filaments. Yeah, it it can. It gets into uh, it's 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 whole, it's sweet spots PLA from what I can tell so far. Mm -hmm. uh, ABS, it's really important to maintain the heat heat level, and so it pushes when you do ABS and the carbon filament, I assume too, you're up on the higher end of what the, the, uh, the extruder temperature needs to be. It can handle it. You're usually going to be okay. But, uh, I see a lot of the folks that are kind of really into this saying you probably should build a box, a container mm -hmm. to put around your printer. If you're doing ABS to kind of keep all that heat in, uh, as well to kind of really maintain it. But it, yeah, the printer does have the capability to do that. I want to stick mostly with PLA, but I'll probably try something with ABS at some point. Yeah, that's neat that it can handle the different ones. Um, yeah, I've looked at the resin ones and um, just don't have the space to put anything up, but they have to be kept very level. Is level is level a problem with that one? Does it have to be absolutely perfectly level? That, yeah, that and that was that's where Sean came and bailed me out yeah. because I, I was unable to achieve uh, level. I was actually unable to achieve the bed being at a level that the extruder didn't kind of bury itself into the bed yeah. uh, initially. So a lot of it is is that. Now I've gotten lazy, you know, in already <laughs> in that it was working pretty good to print these little tokens off. And so I haven't been, you know, Sean recommends, and I think most of the people that do this recommend kind of before every print, you do a re-leveling, make sure everything's cool. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, worked last time, it'll work this time. <laughs> I've just yeah. been letting it run and because I'm doing the same kind of print all the time, but I can kind of tell when that first layer goes down, it's like, okay, so that, that far right side, when it prints, it's either too high or too low because something's going on there. So I need to, I need to tweak with it, but the prints are coming out good. So at this point I'm like, I'm not going to screw with it until I get a print that totally trashes itself and then I'll relevel it. Yeah. That's cool. And how expensive is the filament? About, so, uh, you, you know, I, I still do not understand the metric system, but now I'm forced to talk in metric system terms. Uh, <laughs> so centimeters, cause it, and I clearly don't understand it because when I did the tokens for the first time, I thought I had it all figured out. I said, oh yeah, it's this many centimeters by this many centimeters. And I printed the thing out and I wanted it to be about the size of a quarter. And uh, the first print came out uh, smaller than a dime. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to understand these. So I, I, I got my centimeters down to understand what that's about. Uh, the filament comes in uh, typically uh, a one kilogram roll, and uh, that's depending it's 2 .2 on 2.2 pounds. I know that. There you go. <laughs> See, this is uh, this is why I needed you back for this kind of help. <laughs> um, uh, so I uh, uh, and that's around 25 bucks 
for for PLA a roll of PLA. You start to get up into like the carbon fiber, it's a little more expensive. But basically, you're looking between twenty five and thirty five dollars for a one kilogram roll. And I'm still on my first one, and I printed off a couple of the kind of melted Darth Vader masks from um, uh, Force Awakens, and a lot of these tokens, and cool. a Walt Disney ornament, and I'm still I'm still looking pretty good on it. I am going to my 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 first big print's going to be a Millennium Falcon, uh, but I need to get my current filament I'm using black. I'm going to get a nice uh, kind of gray silver for the Falcon, and I I part of the reason why is I didn't want to print it in black. Uh, and the other part is it, the printer did come with, the printer came with lots of goodies, uh, including a roll of filament, but it's not a full kilogram roll and it's white, which could have been cool for the Falcon, but, um, I'm not sure it would have been enough. And that's the other cool thing about Cura is that as you build your model and make all these determinations, it tells you how many, uh, s- centimeters of the filament you're going to use. And also it'll give you the weight. So you can kind of say, oh, this is going to yeah. take, you know, so many, um, yeah. so it's cool. Yeah, it sounds like in the long term that that would be cheaper than the resin printers I've looked at because I think the resin for the the resin printers and the resin printers can be down in the three hundred dollar range from what I've seen, but I think the resin um, costs a lot more. So in the long term, the filament may work out to be more economical depending on what you're doing. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, but it's been it's been fun. So we'll have to continue to come up with the projects to to uh, some sort of nutrient support token or icon or desk thing but we'll we'll sort it out yeah kelly will be making all sorts of kylo ren stuff you could have made your little your helmet spikes for your night king thing out of that your printer. that um yes that was that was one of the reasons i wanted to get this was to say because what i may do is on the, the kylo ren night king mashup on the on the front of the shoulder armor there's this kind of medallion uh, that I, I made out of uh, foam and sanded it down and distressed it and painted it silver. And it looks good, but I could add so much more detail and kind of make such a, a cooler, more intricate piece by 3D modeling it. And that actually might be a good one to use sculptress for to, to kind of shape that up. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll play we'll play around. It, it is it does have a lot of geometry to it in terms of what the the uh, medallion is. So I might do it that way too. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Well, that sounds awesome. I want a 3D printer. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't need more fun. <laughs> I need more internet is what I need. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm jealous. I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's fun. Patience is the key, and you got to do some homework. Uh, and it's 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 helpful to have some people with experience around so you can go, I don't get it. What's happening here? Yeah, and of course, I'm thinking about all of the things you can 3D print to continue your drone war with Sean. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where I had to even the arms race because he has that capability. So right. I, I clearly needed that capability as well. Yep, you can't fall behind. <laughs> well, cool. So do uh, I do actually, do, uh, anything else for this week? Nope, I'm done. I'm done too. Uh, fantastic having you back for you folks out there who are nutrient support fans. Mel and I will continue to work through ways for us to kind of get back onto a more a more regular cadence, but we're we're a little at the mercy of some uh, 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 things. In addition, Mel, special news for you: as I started mm-hmm. this up, uh, Google has been making some noise around uh, Hangouts on Air going away, and the message has been before the end of the year, uh, it's going to go away, and they recommend using. Uh, YouTube slash webcam, which is a single person 
live streaming solution, which doesn't work for nurture and support. <laughs> uh, and so, but uh, as I started up the Hangout today, they've now provided a date, and that date is August 1st. Ah. So, so we will need to be looking for for uh, other methods uh, to to do uh, to do the nurture and support thing. So. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I know. Well, you know. Maybe maybe rural Texas will decide to implement some internet out here for those of us who have to live in this space. Yeah, but uh, I doubt it. You know, I've got a Facebook a, a Facebook office probably two miles as the crow flies <laughs> from me, so I know they have internet, but I don't, just I can't get internet. I still really recommend a super long Ethernet cable. <laughs> just uh, you walk know. into the office and say, hey, hook me up, man. Yeah, just plug this in somewhere, anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very, very, very frustrating. So just imagine everybody out there. Just imagine all the things that you do on the Internet from your phone all day. And imagine living where I live and not being able to do any of that. It gets hard. It's indeed. My YouTube addiction has just really been hurting. Or actually, my daddy used on my phone has gone way up. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, it was great to be back. Hopefully, this isn't too um, jittery given my... It's, it just seemed really solid to me. Uh, okay. Really good good quality all the way through. So I'm super excited about that. Well, we, made a, we may have lucked out today. We'll see. Excellent. Good. All right. Well, Mel and I will be back uh, at some point <laughs> with more of these. And thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at nurtandsup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Just search Nurture and Support or Kelly Tool. Nurturing and supporting. Terminated.